Sharon, Brett, welcome back to uh, 147.7, a time that used to seem fast in harness racing. Yes, yes, was, um, there was some concern that you were going to change the, uh, change the numerical name of the show. To what, Brett? Triple Eight. <laughs> good work. Um, uh, no, it is good. It's good to be back for our, once, uh, our annual reprisal with um, Interdom Advent, which... Advent which basically gives us a chance to uh, still feed our fans what they're seeking in life and uh, but not have the commitment of 52 weeks of the year, Brett. Yeah, no, that's it. Feed their spiritual soul. So, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I haven't seen you for 11 months, so it's uh, good to catch up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think, um, I reckon we're about 40, 45, 46, seven, let's go with seven weeks this uh, weekend until the Interdom final. So it's time to get cracking on it. Mm. It really, mind you, this time of year, everything comes around very quickly. That's just the nature of the beast. But uh, yeah, seven weeks and until uh, the Interdom this year, part of the, I suppose it's the first Kiwi version for a long time. Mm. I think it was when Quinny smoking up and then Quinny won back in, uh, was the last time there was a Kiwi Inters. Yeah, <laughs> and in my typical punting fashion, I had backed Quinny that night and was very confident and lost the money on the night. And um, mm. of course, yeah, that's uh, that was one of the all-time uh, all-time uh, sort of blow-ups after that as well on Twitter. That was like one of the original harness racing Twitter things, wasn't it? Was it? I was on Twitter then. I'm pretty sure it was, was it between Lance and Gary Hall. Yeah, after like, yeah, a probably long time after, yeah, a long time after when some, Gary might have said something about sending the rug or something. Oh, really? <laughs> really, cheeky bastard! Something like that. Um, anyway. uh, but. Yeah, like, wow, if we were to get something like that again, whilst that series, if I recall, didn't have great depth, you had two different type of champs. Yeah. You had the, yeah. the smoking up, just the absolute war horse and Quinny, the, spe- you know, absolute yeah. speed man. So yes. so we're back at um, Auckland, and of course, for those who, who most of you will probably know, but this was part of the nine-year agreement that was struck between Harness Racing Victoria, Harness Racing New South Wales, and Harness Racing New Zealand. So... Um, we went Melton last year, this year Auckland, then Sydney, then Melton, and then Christchurch, mm. I believe is the program. I think so, yeah. Um, and then Sydney again. So, yeah, it's the first uh, iteration for some time at Alexandra Park. Um, also, if you do want to check out any details of it, not saying that they're necessarily getting you the smoking hot news off the press. They are a little bit slow over there. Um, still, on, but still on dial-up in New Zealand, John. Still on, um, yeah, dial-up or not daylight savings time. ID19.co.nz is where you can find some information about the Inters, and I'm sure um, they're just working out uh, a few more of the logistics before they really liven up their their presence on, on the website and indeed in other um, in forms of social media and media. Um, yeah, no. Early days, Brett, big big Aussie representation in the initial nominations, which usually, you know, a lot of people throw one in because there's no expense and no risk around it, and it saves having to pay a late fee later. Where are we actually up to? You'd know this. We're- I do know this. So I think like the end of September, um, there was the first noms, which we had about yep. 60, might have been 54 paces, 60 yep. odd trotters. Yep. Those numbers might be wrong. And then uh, they were ranked, and then we had a, a fortnight later... There was another ranking period, but no payment. But yesterday was the first time that a financial commitment was um, re- required, and I think that was about 300 bucks to um, pay to accept. Mm. And now that's sort of 
pared it down significantly. So I think, Brett, we're left with 34 or 33 in the pacing ranks. 33 in the paces and 34 in the trotters, according to uh, at Garrick R. Knight. Okay, so this quite even representation. Yep. Uh, and early early days, they were sort of talking that there will be f- a maximum of five heats. And if the trotters stood up stronger than the paces, it might have been that there were three trotting heats and two pacing heats. Yes. Now they're fairly even, I would suggest. Um, yeah. I, so we could get a... F- we could get some more out, right? Like out horses out, surely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there will be, there will still be some attrition. I, my my um, my vibe would be that if there's twenty seven paces, there'll be three heats. Anything less than that, I would, I would expect there will be um. Two, you obviously, obviously not just your vibe. You know this two of for 12. a fact. I don't you know. This. Up, uh, I, do, I don't. Ken Spicer. Or I don't know. Taylor. I don't know it for a fact. Okay. But uh, I would think that they will run three heats of nine. Uh, okay. Anything less than that, I could see that they might reduce it to two heats of twelve. So if they just hypothetically, if they have more trotters than paces, you're saying that they'll actually still run three for the for the paces and two for the trotters. No. Oh, okay. Um. If I, I I don't know Brett, I would think okay. that if they got if they got twenty seven paces and thirty six trotters, they'll probably run three trotters. Yep, but I, I'm only, not sure. They're only running five, five total. Apparently, it's in the rules. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's an odd. Mm, okay, fair enough. Um, Eleven Aussies apparently still in the pacing. Yes, in the pacing. And what about the trotters? Ricky Elchin's over there right now, and of course, there's... only the two, Ricky and uh, and the, the Hammer. Oh, they're the only two Aussies in the trotting? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. that's good that um, Dominic... Sorry, uh, Andy McLovin's still in, but apparently they just couldn't find him. Yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Otherwise engaged. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I'm really pleased that... Because um, I know that Dominic was making it, uh, chatting with Ake yesterday about, you know, uh, Rapper's Delight Jeez. and Big Jack Hammer. Look at you doing prep for the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, obviously, they made the call that Rapper's was going to stay in Oz and that uh, they would take Big Jack Hammer yeah. across, which is great because... Um, I think it's yeah really shaping up to be a great occasion. I've been to Alexandra Park on a couple of, to- of occasions previously. Still allowed back in? Yeah. Good. Yep. Yep. Good. Left of my own volition on both occasions. Wow. Um, and it's a great track. I, well, it's a great venue. Um, I still find it weird seeing them run around uh, in the clockwise direction. Uh, yep. But it really is a great place to go and watch the trots, which um, those of us who uh, have to endure Melton on a regular basis... Uh, oh, appreciate the um, the the comfort already, that is afforded to spectators. <laughs> Less than seven minutes in, you've already whacked Melton again. Unbelievable. Oh, well, I suppose I'm just giving a context of probably why I think it's I, I enjoy it more. Good. And Victorians probably would enjoy it more than the winners other people. Room, winners' room is good, also. Shannon, which you, I've never been in there. Well, you'll be spending plenty of time there. Have you been in there, Brett? I have. Not, uh, not for one of my own horses, but I've been uh, there. yeah, nice. Um. Yeah, okay. So that's that's all exciting stuff. So, uh, Are you going, Brett? Uh, probably not. Okay. It depends on what our bet is later. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, any other news? Inter-Dominion-wise? Uh, news Inter-Dominion-wise? No, I just think... We'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but I think for the... F- oh, I, I do... There is that sort of niggling suspicion I have that spanking up is just, you know, head and shoulders <laughs> above everybody else. You said spanking up. You're combining the two of them. Oh, shit. 
That or is you really, are, really or bad. Else I was thinking about it tonight. No, <laughs> that is terrible. Bloody Stank hell! It up. You should, oh. you should breed a horse and call it Stank it up. <laughs> oh god! No, I was. I think I was caught between thinking that without a turn it up or a Lazarus or a Smolder, that you know, I was sort of thinking that it might be a bit more even. But on everything that I sort of seen in the last, you know. 10 months, Spankham looks to have established himself, um, you know, ab- above this crew because Turn It Up's probably the one, the, the, the one fit horse that would oh. probably have him covered right now. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly, yeah. No, Spankham's just a pro. Yeah. Just does everything right. And-, and and obviously I was an early adopter in the Spankham camp there being the, um, with my last year's Inter's uh, bet, oh, yeah? which of course okay. never came off. Did I mention that on last year's in- Interdome Advent? Uh, oh, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. Clearly not paying attention, Brett. Um, no. <laughs> what, what, what's been happening, Brett? Why don't we go and review some of the important races that have had some, um, you know, some impact or might be pointers towards the, the Inters? Because well, obviously between now and then, we've got the New Zealand Cup Carnival, which is also going to, you know, massive. really shape the markets particularly, but the, those horses that really consider well, themselves yeah. contenders and otherwise for the for the, the Inter-Dominion. Potentially, otherwise it might have no effect at all if, if Spankham wins. You can't, surely Spankham can't get a lot shorter in the market. I think he's, anyway, we'll cover that later probably. But um, the Ashburton was the was the, the big form, I think, for both Inter-Dominion finals when you got Spankham winning the flying stakes quite impressively and Mark Huller winning um, the, the equivalent trotters race in uh, even more impressive fashion. So, um, the, the, I, I, you'll, I'll let you come in on the Trotters race, Brett, because you're more au fait with that, or at least you watched it. <laughs> but, but just from the flying stakes, yep. um, hard. I mean, I, I was, um, yeah, obviously, Cruz Bromac galloped there at, at the last bend, which sort of made it hard to really see, you know, really take much from that. Yeah, so the he... fixer was good. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, you would lo- you would probably have expected once Spankham was sitting on the fixer that he would out sprint him. Yep. Um, and yeah, probably the the most impressive performance there was um, was self assured. Yes, it was a good run by that horse. Mm. Who. Some have not been a believer in the horse until... Yeah, it's amazing how ignorant some people can be, Brett. I was just waiting for him to actually, uh, you know, put in a run like that before I... Okay, yeah. Yeah, really got Um, in the Yeah, no, like, yeah, I don't know if we learnt a lot, but I think it was those those top four or five, you know, were all all impressive and all... Our Uncle Sam? Yeah, it was disappointing. Yep. But... He messed up the start, didn't he? Or not? No, no, he got around to the oh, breeze. Got he got around to the breeze, okay. Yeah. AG's White Sox messed the start up bad. And, um, he was off... Did he have a, did he have a start? Yeah, he had a start at Bathurst, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, so he's off so a he's trial. up. Uh, first up in New Zealand off a flight. you got to go, well, you forgive him on that run and see what he does next time. Yeah. Um, but it's a little bit like... I don't know. Well, and Cruises, Cruises obviously, you know, not that impressive obviously you know as you said but um but he's around he's going around at Kaikoura so you know. oh, good on uh, good on the frisbees for taking on the challenge like it's like um yeah. turning up to the Wall Brothers backyard on Christmas Day and trying to take them on in cricket <laughs> really you're going over to South <laughs> Island to race against the All-Stars yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty daunting um but I just, you know, they just seem like they have the horse. They want to take on every challenge they can and really just savour the experience of racing in the big races. So credit to them for 
for I still, um, I still having wouldn't a crack. Rule him out of, I no, I wouldn't yeah, by any stretch. Yeah, I'm not, He's a bloody good horse, and he was brilliant in last year's Inters. He yeah. he eats up the the hard racing. Yeah, um, only knocks possibly his sire, but um, do you guys still stand sports rider? By the way, <laughs> you're a, we're now twelve minutes in, and you've whacked uh, one of an Elabas day, and so you've got the Cornell already, the Daily Double, I should say. <laughs> Whacking Melton and an Elevar. I'm sorry about that. No, <laughs> no. Big, big supporter. Um, yeah, no. So uh, I think I think those first and, and we might get another another one that finished fourth in that race later. But I think uh, I think you know there was a few decent runs in that race for sure. So um, <laughs> Mark Cooler in the trot was just dominant. Sunday Sun was obviously going to finish it. You know, um, going to finish second before he galloped and got disqualified, but. Um, Markula, New Zealand record over the mile. Um, at his best, this horse is is the best trotter in New Zealand, I think, at the moment. Um, Oscar got Oscar covered. Uh, I think so, only because he's done the, he's had the runs on the board for a long time, and he's just brilliant at his best. But he can do some things wrong and, and put in some bad performances. But he's, he seems to be in the in the zone right now. So. Um, and if we're looking forward to an inter-dominion, obviously Oscar's not going to be in it. So yeah, um, um, I don't know. Like Oscar could be, but he, he hasn't done it against the good ones yet either. Yeah. So um, yeah, but Mark Cooler, it's great to see him back because you know when he's when he's flying, he's really pretty to watch, um, which you wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good horse, a really good horse. So it's good to see him back. Yeah, and I've just heard that. Many many positive comments about the race and the and the, yeah. and the, the Sunday Sun's interesting because he gallops and he can do that a bit. He, he hasn't done it recently, you know, and, and he's any sort of uh, rise to the top. But it's a little bit concerning. He did it the other day. Um, the rest of them, I don't know. Yeah, don't know really how, how you rate the rest of them going forward to an Inter Dominion final. So yeah. All right. That's about it. I think that, that's the main form guide, I think. I don't think there was much else. Very good, Brett. We'll talk about Kaikoura perhaps later on in the show as well, which is the next sort of uh, leading race over in um, the land of the long white cloud. Absolutely. Uh, just before we go to a break, we've got a, um, a new segment. Yes. I don't know how this will play out, Brett, when we go and do our intro to it, um, but here it is. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, yes, uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Is this segment, and it's one of uh, my <laughs> line from one of my favourite scenes in one of my favourite movies in Tombstone, which Brett, you have never seen. Is that correct? You've never seen the movie Tombstone? Never seen it, Shannon. No. I know that you and I both sort of mock Cam Brown for never watching Tommy Boy in his life, and I think that's you know a huge black mark on the bloke. But this for you, this is disappointing. Like, yeah. this is so okay. Yeah. No. Do yourself a favor. When when did is Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer was in it? Obviously. Yep. When did it come out in his? Uh, when did this movie come out? Actually, early nineties. Um, yeah, probably. So in his Val Kilmer's prime. Mm, it was after. Or did he have? It was after did Top have, Gun. Did he have a prime? That no, was after Top Gun. <laughs> okay, so it was after Top Gun. Before Batman. Yeah, Batman. Jeez, hmm. he wasn't the best Batman, was he? Um. All right. So I'm your Huckleberry. It's really looking okay. at uh, the surprise of the week and what we didn't think a horse had in them and we just spoke about it I probably sh- it probably shouldn't have just alerted like that but self-assured I know the raps have been huge and you usually do not 
you know, like it's a better's delight, it's Gene Feast, it's Mark Purden. I mean, pretty much what sort of dickhead wouldn't wouldn't rate that as a world beater? It's a decent trifecta, isn't it? <laughs> but but um all that's missing is that Charlie Roberts bloody bred the thing. But it's got everything else. It just basically means multiple group one. Yep. He was good in Queensland and I probably um I thought that Lock and Farah went, you know, probably ran, had a couple of runs as big as him in Queensland. So I've sort of been holding back in my praise. I thought his first up run was excellent without being outstanding. But on his flying stakes run, I mean, he may have just turned four this week. Um, it was super to see the sort of constitution that this horse has. And knowing the stable he's in, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, my Huckleberry is self-assured and probably to chuck in a second, little Huckleberry is San Carlo. Um, and that goes for Swan Hill Cup and Victoria Cup as well. I just think he's... I don't think he's raced better and others might disagree with that. And he's been a good horse, but I think what he's done is just shown he's... These, are, these have been, you know, iron horse runs, the Falcon Strike, smoking up, those sorts of... That sort of ability just to, you know, yeah. brutalise himself in just, you know, yep. savaging the line. And unfortunately, that style also can bring him undone and set up others to blouse him. But they're my two huckleberries. Yeah. Brett, who's your huckleberry? Um, mine is Mark Huller. And I know I've already spoken about him, but I remember speaking, I don't know, maybe a month ago, four weeks ago to, to Andy Gath about trotters in New Zealand and... Um, I think it was sort of when he was thinking about taking McLovin over or something like that and I was sort of talking about who I thought was the best trotters and, uh, and I asked Andy and he said Mark Cooler at his best is the best which I didn't have him rated in the in the top couple over there but uh, his run this week was just outstanding and um, I think it's pretty clear that he's uh, he's still the, the top gun over there and, and the rest are chasing him so cool that's mine well, that um, wasn't terrible that segment Brett no no no, no absolutely not um what I was thinking about this today, actually, back on yours with Self Assured and just how we take it for granted now that four-year-olds are, well, yeah. maybe not all four-year-olds, four-year-olds out of the All-Stars camp are just racing in New Zealand, yeah. you know, the free-for-alls, the Cups, the, the Inter-Dominions, um, and it's just ridiculous, really. I remember when Mainland Banner won the New Zealand Cup as a four-year-old and just how crazy it was that she raced in, as a four-year-old in the New Zealand Cup. Yeah. And now they've, you know, they've had Lazarus, you know, win a New Zealand Cup. They've had like Vincent win an Auckland Cup, Machete win a New Zealand free for all. Now Self Assured's going to be like he'll, you know, can't say definitely, but he's pretty pretty sure he'll win something this year. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just crazy. And I think whenever you see these things happen, Brett, like um, trailblazing um, performances and behaviours, I think you look back and wonder why it hasn't been done previously. And I remember remember when Lance broke 150 at Menangle with smoking up, and it was because yeah. he just jumped on the bunny and ran. Yeah. He didn't do our old Aussie style of get the lead, try to back it off. Yeah. Yep. He just said, I'm out of here. Yep. Um, when we, we talk about four-year-olds and you look at the American scene and you just see that they're monsters at four. Art Major at four mm. was enormous, just to add to your advertising of Ultimate Machete and Vincent. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was... the, the yeah. The, the, usually the best free-for-allers in America, There's, you'll probably be able to name 10 exceptions, but many of them are four-year-olds. They are monsters at four, and 
um, when someone like well, well when Lance went and did what he did at yeah. um, Menangle and then you see what Trittons do at Menangle when they just say hold on these horses can run this yes. you just got to let them run that yep. because if they can no one's going to catch them you don't, and, no. and so I think Mark's just said well why why can't we do why this why can't we do it yeah. and um, he's just oh, it's just quite remarkable and to yeah. think of the enormous tasks they, well, what would have been perceived as impossible 10 years ago, let alone 30 years ago. You know, these yep. these th- good three-year-olds no longer go to the paddock for 12 weeks and no. then get thought about coming up and maybe getting a chariots or the four-year-old sires mm. and then saying, well, let's not chuck them in the deep end at five. Let's give them a year to poke around on country cups or try to work through their classes. Mm. He, Mark's saying... You know, stuff the cups, stuff the classes. Yeah. Well, he'll go where I think he can go, and yeah, um, yeah. as you know, it's it is pretty amazing. And you saw, and you did see it last year with uh, in Australia with Posterboy. You know, running third in a in a Miracle Mile. You yeah. know, obviously, as as uh, in Australia, generally, as go to the, the Breeders' Crown, so they that probably precludes them from running in. You know, these sort of uh, pre-Christmas. Races, but oh, I I don't know this. Um, Emron Clayton would probably you know may or may not disagree. I haven't spoken to him about it. But if he if Postable didn't win the chariots and get the ticket, mm. I don't think they would have put him in the Miracle Mile. Well, and I only say that because they haven't done that previously. Whether been. or not he would have got a run, I'm yeah. just saying I don't think oh. they would have put him up for it. I don't. Yeah. That, that's not how they tend to campaign their horses. Mm. Um, maybe they'll change that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, anyway. That's I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, time for a break. Welcome back to 147.7. The amount of time that Racing Minister Martin Pakula spent at Gordon Rothack and Metal Night the other night at Crown Casino. That's not true. He was there longer than that. He was there longer than that, Brent. Come on, Shannon. Just like an MPAC. He disappointed, though. There was huge anticipation when he took to the podium. And that's probably not his fault. Uh, but no. the back, yeah. he doesn't know what's been DM'd around Twitter for the last <laughs> two months. <laughs> um, there were a fair few, there were a fair few strong rumours floating around. Oh mate, what wasn't going to happen? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you, let's go toe to toe on. Um, whip ban would be announced. Yes, so anywhere from twenty to. Uh, <laughs> One billion dollars. Yep. Uh, um, return to Mooney Valley. Oh, jeez, that's been floating around forever. Uh, well, the, some sort of redevelopment of Melton, but I believe that is going to happen at some point. But uh, Cam Brown to be knighted. No, that's coming. Oh. That's coming. Sorry, you've ruined the surprise now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it would have been good just for impact, just to part with a bit of folding for us, but not to be. Did you enjoy your night the other night, Brad? It. Uh, I did. I did. It was good night. Good night. We um didn't really have it in the notes to discuss, but wasn't it terrific um to hear um to, for Ginger Gleason to receive the Gordon Rothacker Medal yeah, Award? Just yeah. such a to, um, be, to be honest, uh, not I wasn't really. I know ever since I've been back, Ginger's been around, and and uh, obviously he's been around for a lot longer. And I just I don't really didn't have really appreciation of what he achieved. And yeah. Um, He's always a bloody nice guy. Yes. Go for a chat to him. Yep. But, um, yeah, it was a very popular uh, award uh, winner, so that was good. That's right. And that was, um, yeah, that was, what was your highlight of the, of the night? 
Because that was one of mine, but I just had uh, one more little highlight that surpassed it. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the dessert was pretty nice, I thought. <laughs> nice little chocolate fondant. <laughs> Dom Hammer dancing. <laughs> oh, please. That was unreal. Dom, no, it was... Uh, <laughs> this actually should have been my huckleberry. was Bruce Edward dancing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> he was going off yeah. for a guy that is very quite, very, very, very reserved. reserved. And it looked like he'd been hypnotised. Um, yeah, like I didn't. But Dom, Dom just played up to it. He's he, yeah, he really doesn't expect, shy from it. Yeah. No, you expect that from it. Like we hadn't seen dancing like that since uh, Mardo twelve months earlier when he cut the cut the dance floor after the. Oh, event. David Martin did a bit of dancing. He, he was a, sort of a cross between. Uh, I've, got, I've got Theresa May in me, um, sort of. Well, maybe yeah. Well, there. probably a Theresa May cross Peter Garrett. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. He wasn't there the other night? I didn't see him. Ah, right. no, he would have been sorely missed. <laughs> what have we got next, Shannon? Social scene. What a segue. Do we actually have any uh, a theme tune for social scene? Not yet, no. I was, ever, oh, I, I was searching for something. I'll oh, find it. Okay, great. During well, the break, well, you can add to it. Yep, yeah, fantastic. All right. Social scene, Brett, we're going to look at our favourite social media post for the week. So we used to have Tweet of the Week, <whistles> but that's gone now because... You know, some of our listeners, it, it wasn't inclusive, um, and we don't really want to uh, define people by the media that they use to express themselves. Um, so, we're going with social scene. Brett, what was your favourite social media post for the last week, harness racing related or otherwise? Um, yeah, okay. Um I failed, I failed to really see how we can use much else besides Twitter in this. Like, well, you're I, on Facebook, aren't you? Yeah, I, well, I can uh, describe an Instagram post for you if you'd like. <laughs> like, we're talking about something on it anyway, doesn't it? You'll right? retweet it out off the account, though. I will retweet it. We and re-Instagram. We don't have an Instagram account yet. Oh. yet. We can get one, though, if you want to. Right. Um, oh, shit. No, well, I'll go with mine while you look for yours, will I? Yeah, do that. Mine please. came last Friday night when Mitch Sidebottom for the Harness Charity Challenge um, tipped the storm inside and had fifty dollars each way, and I believe the storm inside was uh, maybe a dollar four, maybe oh. it was a dollar eight. <laughs> okay, yeah. And David Miles replied with uh, Austin Powers um, gif, which uh, just said, "I also like to live dangerously." And that, <laughs> that just made me laugh a lot. Did you see that, Brett? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. It was clever by Mitch and uh, clever by David Miles from Miles Racing. So. Yep, that was my social scene. So mine is this is uh, this goes a little bit deep and, and, and goes into territory which you will hate, but um, it is a reply. Trotting. <laughs> Worse American sports. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a reply from Josh Nelms to Dean Walsh, and uh, both are great friends of the show. Um, and today was Game 6 of the World Series. By the time you're listening to this, the World Series will be decided. Walshie, of course, a Washington Nationals fan. And uh, during the game, the manager of the Nationals, a guy called Dave Martinez... Oh, I thought you were going to say um, Ben Cray, because he used to be a manager baseball team. <laughs> That's gone straight over my head. Oh, he did. You must have muted Ben, ben Cray on Twitter. <laughs> I reckon he has been. How could you have not seen that exchange, Brett? Sorry, keep going. Oh, you've muted Ben Cray, I bet. <laughs> Test it tomorrow, Ben. That's confirmed. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I haven't muted Ben Cray. I've muted a lot of people. I haven't muted Ben Cray, though. He's one I actually do still follow. 
So, uh, Nats, Astros. Dave, Dave Martinez, the co- uh, manager. Former. Absolutely CEO. blew a gasket today at the umpires. It was a real hold-me-back type moment. Yeah, really, right. Really went psycho. So, uh, Walsh, uh, sorry, Nelmsy has replied to Walsh. Dave, Mart- Dave Martinez, like a 365 customer that can't get set the night before. Walsh, he works at Base 365. Yeah. Oh, that is gold from Nelmsy. I appreciated it. Okay. Who are you barracking for in the World Series, by the way, Brett? Uh, Nationals. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I know a couple of people that go for them. And- yeah, I go for Astros, you know me. So. <laughs> you did not. I do. So does uh, Isaac and... How do you know... Got KO? Hello? <laughs> Watch it delayed? Try to find something new for Isaac and I to bond over, but... <laughs> yeah. um, Baseball. A nice five-hour sport for you to watch. Beautiful. Mm. All right, that was a social scene. Um, next week, see if we can get something trots-related, Brett. Uh, all right, so we've actually just had a call through on. You might have heard me moving away for a moment there, but that was our producer getting a call from Tom Waterhouse's people. Unfortunately, has withdrawn from our interview, so sorry about that, listeners who tuned in for that. Um, Why is this? I'm not cheap, not sure exactly. Is that something uh, to do with sports bet? Well, I don't know. I'd like to think it's not, but Brett, that's an interesting segue because... Uh, Last year, one of the more groundbreaking, not award-winning podcasts, but they um, only one harness racing podcast that I know of has actually won an award. Definitely. Um, but the, the <laughs> boys at Sportsbet... I don't think that award actually exists anymore. I think we might have won the only incarnation of it. Yeah. Um, For good reason. Uh, um, the boys at Sportsbet, uh, team led by Justin Carlefelt and... Um, and Andrew Dioro. ADI. And, and um, last year Matt Peden was on it, but the I best. believe he's flown the coop and he's over in New Zealand now. Yes. And yes. Um, and Rod Rocket. Um, Bast- no. Basto. Yeah. 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 They were doing this podcast. It was really good. It was compulsive listening. Mm. And um, compulsory listening? No, Com- it was compulsive. Compulsive. <laughs> compulsory listening. Sorry. I'm eating a, a musk stick. Um, <laughs> Yellow musk stick. Fruit stick. Uh, yeah, anyway, so the boys aren't doing it this year. I think it's because of something to do with the um, point of consumption tax or something like that, apparently. So uh, we've actually engaged them to uh, just do a little se- segment for us. So we're joined this week by Justin and uh, Andrew. Um, yeah, and they're going to give their thoughts and some of the market moves and what sports bet offerings are. And then we'll just have a, um, a couple of... Uh, yeah, a couple of bets that Brett and I might have as well, which we can hopefully follow along the journey. So, Brett, um, over to the boys. Justin Carlefeld here from the Sports Bet Trading Floor with the Sports Bet Market Update for the Inter Dominion, joined by Andrew Diorio, our harness expert. ADI, do you want to take us through the top of the Pacers market? Yeah, in the Pacers market, we've got Spankham here at uh, clear top at 280, uh, followed by Self Assured at $5, the fixer at 7 uh, the first of the Aussies, bling it on at eight. Also joined by another Aussie, San Carlo, at, at eight. Uh, Cruz Bromac, 11. Uh, Chase Auckland, 15. And Ultimate Sniper, rounding out top 10 of 15. And it's been an interesting journey. I mean, you opened this market essentially as they crossed the line in the final uh, back in December last year. So obviously there's been some some huge moves throughout. And one of the biggest firmers is, is Spankham. has been 750 was out to $9 at one point. And as you mentioned, there's all the way into $2.80 now. 
self-assured. I uh, was added, I think, in back in July as it, as it competed up in Queensland in the Winter Carnival at $10 and now is into $5. Um, Blingit On's an interesting one, obviously resumed from, well, came out of retirement and, and has uh, raced really well since it's come back. It, it trialled um, really well in 150 and then first up at Menangle, um, peeled off leaders back, sprinted really, really well and won again in 150 and then obviously come out and and demolish them in the Vic Cup. $34 into $8 now. And your boy, San Carlo. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm surprised to see $41 was better about this horse, but now into $8. Yeah, uh, San Carlo is probably in career best form. So, um, look, I, I probably was generous with the opening price, but um, it's in, obviously, the Inters is in New Zealand and it's uh, the right-handed way of going at uh, Alexandra Park. So he wouldn't have seen that before, um, but uh, he... Is going well, so um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes over there. And on the drift, what do you, what do you make of the fixer? Really, the only horse, uh, only notable drift, three eighty at one point. Now it's a seven dollars, and we have not struck a single bet on it at this stage. Yeah, uh, he, he's probably not the most, um, I guess, popular horse. He's not flashy. He just you know, he gets the job done. He's he's one of uh, those you know team burden runners that uh, is the reigning New Zealand Cup winner, but. Uh, Spankham and self-assure to get more of the money and, and the fixtures. Um, while he's there, he's, he's a chance, but the punters don't seem to uh, sort of, uh, I guess, come to him. And, and in your expert opinion, if that continues to drift, at what point is the time you step in and say, this is too big, I need a bet? Yeah, well, we've got um, a couple of lead-up races like the New Zealand Cup um, in, in a couple of weeks' time. So, I mean, you want to see him go really well there. He was actually really good the other day in the um, in the Flying Stakes. So uh, I, I expect if he does perform well New Zealand Cup, he will um, be that figure. I'm, you know, I think you can bet him now. Have, really. have the finger yeah. on the trigger there while you watch up those lead-up races. Now, uh, the next bit is around seeing red. And now, this is from a sports bet perspective around our liabilities and, and what we're currently really standing. Um, there's one standout here, and that's Quartz in Session ADI. Yeah, so we took... Um, he's been in from uh, 100 into 26, and uh, one lucky punter actually uh, power-played that as well. So... He's, and, uh, and backed it on the way down as well, so that's actually ended up <laughs> a really big number in our in our book. As has uh, as has Triple Eight, and now I think our friend uh, Shannon may have had a little bit to do with that. In terms of the key lead up races so far, um, Vic Cup obviously touched on Bling It On. There's excellent win from Three Pegs, peeled out and went really well. What were the other sort of key runs out of that that really have helped shape this market? Yeah, well, the other Australian we haven't talked about, Colt 31. He's, um, he, of course... Your uh, boy. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Queenslander. <laughs> I'm a Queenslander, as he's known as well. Yeah, so he, he ran the other night, uh, took out the Swan Hill Cup. Uh, he was good uh, placing in the Victoria Cup. He's at $17, so, um, you know, he, he's on the could, up. Could um, be a bit of value there. And, yeah, definitely. So he's not one we've struck too much interest in. But, and, you, um, and you touched on the Swan Hill Cup there. One run that was really big in my eyes for both of those was San Carlo, both in the Vic Cup and the Swan Hill Cup. Exactly. And like I touched on, like he, he's probably uh, racing as good as he has at uh, the age of nine, I think. so. Yeah, and, fly, yeah. and flying stakes over in New Zealand on Monday. What was your standout run there? Well, um, hard to um, the eye catcher. I thought was self assured, uh, making that long sustained run off the track, and he was he wasn't beaten too far. Uh, Fifty three five, I believe, was the section off, off the track. So yeah, incredible, very hard to go past. And Spankham, uh, you know, obviously won the race. He stepped really well, uh, took a trail, and. You know, we've seen him over here, how uh, well he's performed. So he's the benchmark right now, I think. Now, on to the Trotters. Um, 
some big moves here yesterday as the news broke around Oscar Bonavina and we could hear the, 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 the crying and the tantrums from our old friend, the pest, Matty Peden, over in New Zealand there. Uh, look, I won't lie, we're pretty happy to see this news come through. We we were $11 back in April and we essentially hit every branch on the way down. 11 9 7 550 $4, $4.20 into 250 and we had it for a massive liability. So... Although our friend the, the pest is uh, is currently in tears and in in all sorts, it's actually good news for us. It is so uh, yeah, we're quite happy to hear that one. Now, so. How's the market look at the top now with the the way it's been uh, reframed today? Yeah, so uh, just getting that market up now. Whilst uh, you do that, I'll just touch on a, another big firmer there in Sunday Sun. Sixty one dollars was better around this horse uh, back in December, and it's now into four dollars fifty. Yeah, there's no there's no better example of why betting early into these futures markets can really reap the benefits in terms of the value you can find. And we do have lots of futures markets up across all sorts of races throughout all states in Australia, and of course New Zealand. Uh, have a go through there. I mean, we're trying to manage a lot yeah, of markets in a lot of we're prices. We're a, a lot of books, so there's, there's obviously there's mistakes mis- There's some mistakes, just tell us where. So, yep. um, yeah, Sunday Sun, $61 into $4.50, and Mark Cooler was the other firm there I'll just close out with here. Uh, did open three fifty, got out to thirteen dollars mid year as we saw yeah. the money come for Oscar and Sundays, but back into three dollars now. That's right. So he's he's had two runs back, Mark Cooler, and actually um, went a national record at uh, Ashburton one fifty three eight. So he's come back really well, and uh, with the uh, withdrawal of Oscar, he's tightened right back. The others in the market, um, a tough monarch at six. So he, he's been racing well, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes over there. Winterfell, the other Purden runner at eight. Um, Majestic Man 11, Woodstone 15, and Big Jack Hammer 17. We've left him in the market. He's still uh, there, so I imagine the trip is, is still on the cards for it. Okay, and, and, and unlike the paces where we had a notable drifter in the fixer, no real drifters here, and the reason for that is all those key withdrawals, uh, Oscar and obviously you know, the likes of uh, Tornado Valley and Monbay, so no drifters there. In terms of seeing red again uh, from a sports bet perspective around liabilities, clearly our worst result, and we're pulling the tail of Sunday's sun. Uh, the two lead-up races, ADI, Mark Cooler on Monday, 153 in the Flying Mile. Yep, so just dominant out in front and uh, leading all the way. Um, Sunday Sun was in the race. He broke again. Broke under pressure, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's got a habit of that. Uh, that last two hundred, he's uh, he's broken a few times. So that's that's my concern. You know, when when it, the Inters will be a high pressure race, so there'll be nowhere to hide there. So um, it's not a great trait if you um, if you're going into an Inters. And um, obviously, yeah, the news of Oscar, um, yes, uh, who went well on Monday, but now is withdrawn. He's gone ski. Uh, in terms of, uh, to round out here, we've got a couple of uh, offers for our listeners, for the podcast listeners. Now, week one, Andrew, do you want to talk us through the what the first offer here is for, for punters? Yeah, so we're um, increasing odds on all um, in the ID, so both the uh, trotters and the paces, until Saturday night. So we'll be... Um, pushing out runners and um, enticing punters to, to back them. So now's the time to shop pre-series. And what that looks like, you know, Spankham will, will, will push out from that 280s out to 320. Self-assured will push from 5 out to 650. 
uh, every single runner in the book, we're going to enhance the odds. And you can also uh, utilize your power play uh, odds boost as well to boost your odds even higher. So go to our app, go to the harness racing, go to the future section, navigate to the inter-dominion markets there and place your bets. And the second one, we couldn't go past this. I mean, you've uh, we've pre-recorded this, but for those listening, no doubt Shannon has spent the best part of half an hour on the show talking about all his recent success as an owner. So we've got a Shannon special translator. He's horsing the VRC, VRC Derby to run top five. Lord Zinzan at Menangle Saturday night to run top three. And Phoenix Prince at Melton this weekend uh, to win, who's already been backed off the map. And yeah. What price do we have for that Shannon special ADI? $35. $35. Now, I reckon dollar one, the first bet we strike on that will be from S. Nixon will come through. But look, if you're going to tune into the show next week and Shannon's going to be uh, recapping his glorious weekend of ownership, you may as well be on at the big price to, to help with the listen. Excellent. Thanks. That wraps up week one of the market update from Sportsbet. Happy punting. Great work from the boys there, Shannon. Yeah, that was good. They're very professional, very polished, and... Uh... Yeah, good to really get that perspective about where the money's coming from. And it's going to be really interesting and enjoyable following that in the lead-up as well, as the markets change. and No bets on the fixer. Yeah, yeah. What are you... That's a... That's, I don't know how many bets they take, but it seems slightly unusual. What are you, the, well, the, 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 apart the, from Davey Macker, who would be um, DVD Macker, <laughs> uh, who's going to be backing him? Because he's forgotten horse. He's forgotten horse. But <laughs> the, there'd be one simple reason for that, I would have thought, and it's that... The it's there's no runs. secret about his yeah there's no secret he's battling hoof issues and mm-hmm. uh, yeah three runs in a week for a yeah. horse that's battled to get to the trials um, I know he's had two runs now uh, mm. this time in but oh, you know even well yeah yeah. so that would explain that as far as I'm concerned but um, fair enough uh, now the, where do we go from here do we here? hear a bit of a, a mega bet there at the end Shannon do you want to go there <laughs> There was a mega bet, and it's a bit presumptuous of other boys I've, uh, to, to think that I would have just been parroting on about my own horses so far this show. Um, I don't know whether we've mentioned any of them, Shannon, have we, Brett? They're, they're, uh, they're experts when it Aber- comes to form, and, and, uh, and you've got listeners. form. <laughs> <laughs> no, well... The yeah. only reason you want to bring this podcast back is to give a, give a vehicle for you to talk about your own achievements. That's not life. true, because when we cooked this up, Brett, when we planned this comeback... Um, we didn't plan it. You just said we're doing this show. This, this is not true. <laughs> This is not true. Three or four weeks ago when I said, let's get the band back together, unlike Johnny Turner when he uh, just basically cut Garrick Knight adrift. Hey, he was, uh, listening, to, he was uh, listening to feedback from the listeners, and uh, that's what they yeah, said. Yeah, but, but, but Johnny, you've got, to look at, you've got to carry dead weight, okay? It hasn't slowed me down. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, Tom Petty, Tom Petty was courted by many of the big recording companies and he stuck with his crew. They were his school, his school mates, kept the heartbreakers together. That's, a, that's the approach I've taken to this podcast with Brett, uh, despite the overtures and the, and the promise of riches. Uh, so a bit disappointing, Johnny, that you couldn't find a place to squeeze um, Garrick in, even just a little dial in with a bit of colour here and there. But. There was some talk that Garrick's cat got in the in between them. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I thought Garrick was seeing a lady as well at the moment. <laughs> Long story, I don't yeah, want to don't that's go there. Don't want to know don't that. Go there, so I, when we thought about getting this back together, Translator was about number 87 in the, in the order of entry for the Victoria Derby. Had you backed him? Uh, not as much as I, I had. A, not as much as you had for the for the guineas. 
No, not as much as the Guineas. But then last last week's one I backed him on Tuesday oh, okay. before okay. the Geelong okay. run. So yep. that was a little bit of a bonus. Yep. Um, uh, we haven't even spoken about Triple Eight yet, who's hopefully um, a horse that I have a very small interest in as well. That. Um, well. <laughs> Listen, and, this and is then, unbelievable. This is him pl- trying to play coy, trying to be, trying to pretend to be modest about his own horses when all he does is off air is talk about his work away to get his horses into the conversation. That's not true, Brett. So what we're going to do is those boys, that mega, mega bet is very Sorry. generous. Okay. Because okay? I'm telling you right now, yep. translator will come top five in the derby. That's ga- that's a lock? Yeah. Lock it that's in. That's a lock. Okay. Um, so... What's in Zen? What's he in? I haven't even looked at the manual figures. Ah, uh, he's in like the group three. Um, oh, okay. The free for all. Yeah. Drawn? Crook draw, but racing just in white hot he form. Is absolutely flying. Um, and I'm very confident that he will run top three. J Mac's done a tremendous job with him. Oh, an amazing job. He's just been a joyous horse, and we'd given up on him. He's, he's actually got foals running around on the ground. and um, Yearlings now, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 So. Um, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, and then Phoenix Prince has got a really good draw over the mile at Melton. Um, it's, a, it's a good field. He was a terrific run in the Maribara Cup a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I would say confidently uh, have a little investment on that. And How much have you put on? I haven't had a bet yet. Okay, okay. Um, we've, we've been recording this. You and, chuck uh, a sneaky 50 on it at some stage, I would imagine, though. I, I did message a friend that the Megabet was on, and he took advantage of the situation. So hopefully hopefully, it stays there. I thought there was a limit of 50 bucks that you could put on those Megabets. So, so okay, this guy's obviously chucked a bit more than 50 yeah, on it. Yeah. Now, is there any truth to the rumour that uh, Sportsbet have jumped a- aboard this podcast just because uh, you've basically paid for their uh, their Christmas party the last five years? Probably. Right? Yeah, okay. oh, probably. And it's interesting because Andrew said there, oh, you know, and that's one of the you know one of the virtues of these long range markets when he spoke about Sunday Sun being back from sixty one to five. I think that was Justin that said that. But oh, was it? Yeah. Well, I can attest to the fact that it might have been back sixty one to five. But this is like trying to um, shoot the, get a prize out of the carny folk. You, you think, oh, how easy is this? And you go and line up the ball or you get the slug gun to knock the duck over. You never get the prize. And I am testament to that. You try, you try and get that basketball through the small hole. Yeah. And what's worse is, and these guys would know as well, I've never landed one of these big overs that I've got. I think Never. Not not a not a not a decent not a serious one when I've had a had a, had a good crack and there I've was, been doing it for a long time. There was one like a ladyship or something where you had about five going into the one race. Yeah, but I had a I, that wasn't necessarily huge overs. Okay. You know, I might have had okay. I might have got Pixie at twenty five or twenty one or seventeen. I'm talking about when I go for the big babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, for instance, if Translator and Triple Eight were to um, Win the VRC Derby in the Inter Dominion. I would predict there'd be there will be a couple of less corporate bookmakers on the Australian corporate bookmaking scene, but it's not going to happen. Number one, because I jinx them. But it's just it's it um all all that getting over you can't eat overs. That is true. Whoever yes. said that is very wise. But getting overs can make you sleep really well for a long time in the lead up to the event. Yeah, okay. And yeah. you do have trouble sleeping, so that's a, you know. Yeah, I do have trouble sleeping. Yeah. So this, this is I why. Have a lot of trouble. <laughs> but anyway, look, um, let's just cheer translator on. It's, that's going to be pretty cool. So this know. is a horse that you, uh, you've uh, bought as a, 
Uh, a yearling, yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. Just came up through an association because Nigel Blackiston, who trains it, his vet, Emma Nickel, is our vet. And at the same time, I have an association with somebody who bred the horse and um, those two things Worlds collided. converged. Yep. And um, and you like the look of it. I like the animal. Yep. Yeah, I like the animal. And, You've always uh, thought helmet was an underrated stallion as well. Um. I haven't. I hadn't thought Helmut was an underrated stallion. I knew little of him and didn't necessarily have a regard for him. But I do place, like in our game, Brett, the, like the maternal side of things is so is, is king key. is key, and the sire side of things is is overplayed. <laughs> so, so um, that was it. Anyway, anyway, we're we're in this um, horse and it'll be good fun. And uh, last start fourth in the Geelong mm. Classic. Yep. Do, you, do you remember that run? Um, yeah, I remember that run. Okay. Yeah, it was a good night afterwards, but yeah. I didn't get you know, okay. obliterated. Okay. Um, it was a good run. I'm sure Jordan Childs isn't listening to this podcast, so Ooh. maybe asked a little bit much of the horse. I think, um, I mean, the race was 2200, and um, he probably ran the derby trip uh, in, that, in, the, in that run last week. <laughs> it sounds like Jordan's not, uh, lucky to be still riding the horse. No, well, he is, because... His dad rode Sunline to win those couple of Cox plates when I was, you know, first really oh, becoming yeah. a fan of racing. Yeah. So yeah. I'll cut him some slack. I'll cut the kids some slack. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I do know he's wasting for the Melbourne Cup, though, next Tuesday, and I've got slight concerns about that. But anyway, he'll be all right. I think we're in good hands. He's a good rider. In that, uh, three weeks ago at Flemington, he rode a double, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Hopefully he rides a double on the weekend. Yes. Um... All right, enough about me, Brett. Stop this obsessing about me. Um, <laughs> the, the boys have given us a bonus bet each week. Yes. Now, a um, hundred? A hundred. A hundo. A hundo. A hundy. Um, what is it? Uh, what's a hundred dollar note called? Like, as a pineapple, what's it? Oh, well, it depends. It used to be a grey nurse when it was grey. Oh, really? And now you hear lettuce leaf on... Um, on um, What's in the gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right. Okay. I don't know. I've never had them, so just a battle from some fruits. What, they, what we're going to do is we'll choose a horse to back each week. We'll put it on the sports bet with this. Okay. With the boys. And um, this has to be an Into the Minion sort of uh, connected themed. Uh, well, that's ideal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's ideal. All right. Cool. Um, and the proceeds will go to a charity. I guess what we probably should do is just have it all at the end with one charity. Or do you think each week we do a different charity? Uh, great question. I don't know. We might talk to the boys about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Um, and <laughs> Presuming we're going to land a winner. Well, that's true as well. We'll work it out. We'll tweet out what the bet is and what the charity is. Yep. I'm weighing up at the moment between uh, Israel Falou's, um, Falou's um legal defence. Yep. Um, or posting bail for some of these um, climate change um, protesters who are gluing themselves to um, statues around Mm. Flemington as we speak. Mm. Both good causes. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm probably more leaning towards um, something maybe a little bit more virtuous, like, um, I don't know, John Setka's uh, union fees. I'll chip in for John Setka's union fees. Plenty of topical things. We'll think of a charity, but yeah. Are you giving us your bet on air? Yeah, well, the, the market isn't up yet um, on sports bets, so we're just going to have to let the boys know this is the bet and give us power play odds, please. Yep. But it is triple eight to win the Kaikoura Cup. 100 the win. 
<laughs> Beautiful. That was. <laughs> oh, couldn't see that coming. All right, moving on, Brett. We've got yes. another new segment. We don't have a theme tune for this either. No, we don't. No. Uh, go for it. It's under Nova, Shannon. Yep. We're looking at the uh, inter Dominion markets, or market in your case, and uh, we're uh, <laughs> picking up horses we think are unders and horses we think are overs. Yep. And this will hopefully change each week when their market changes. And um, yeah, I don't know whether we know anything, but anyway, we'll throw our opinion out. It'll be off the sports bet market and it'll be recorded, Brett. We'll say what the price is so that it's there for posterity and we can look like fools. Each week we can weigh up where we think it is. Yep, sounds good. But usually when we promise it, we'll check in on something or review it. We never do, so we won't get too carried away with that. No. At present, Brett, uh, which horse in the sports bet market, trotter or pacer, do you think is under the odds um, and probably something that people should avoid backing now because if they do like the horse, it will it will drift or it's basically just not value at the price. Um, I think I think Spankham's unders. I think right. two eighty is uh, is too short to be backing a horse this early. That's probably a bit lame though, isn't it? Picking the favourite. Oh, I don't think so because oh. I think he's, I think he's just a bit short. Oh, but uh, oh, because I actually think that's about spot on. Would it? But if he draws, so you think he could start? You think he could start odds on in the final? If you look at the um, photo, uh, if you look at the finish of the race, the flying stakes the other day. Oh, I yep. don't have the vision of it. The actual vision. No, that's all right. I know what you. The actual yeah. footage looks to me like um, he's he's coasting. It looks like what the year, will, the season will be for him. It okay. was him and yep. then a pack all yep. bunched five behind him. Yep. And that... I just think that's... Yeah. There you go. That... Oh, that's gone. I don't know. No, but I, 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 I just think talking, I at the about. moment on our um, free-for-all, on our open-class green circuit landscape, yep. I think it is spank him and then about a length off him, there's a pack of five. All right. Okay. I'll pick another one. Ultimate Sniper. I think he's under at 15. Oh, Great. Now I'm going to have to do your horse as my unders because I was going to do Ultimate Sniper as my unders. Mind you, we can both have the same. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, there we go. My my unders is older than Sniper as well. 15 bucks. that horse is not winning the Inter-Dominion. Uh, I'm not going to say he's not going to make the final, but Ultimate Sniper isn't winning the Inter-Dominion. Um, so I would have thought he would be close at a 25 bucks. And if it, Purden's weren't training him... Um, yeah, probably a bit longer, but I think fifteen bucks he is. He hasn't done a lot to me anyway this time in to no. suggest he can to win an Inter Dominion final. And he's what is what is he about tenth in the market? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's about right tenth in the market. That's sort of borderline for for winning a, for getting into the final. But yeah, I don't know. He hasn't done a lot this time in. He's won one. What's he won one race? He won one, didn't he? Mm. One last uh, two starts ago. His run at uh, Ashburton was. Not good at all, I didn't think. So yeah, he's mine. Um, and Brett, what about your overs? What what what's something that could uh, you know convince you to have a little tipple now because you reckon it might be good value? I, I've got three. All right. Two. Uh, yeah, I think I think self assured is overs at fives. Right. I know you've uh, recently jumped aboard the bandwagon, but I think by by the time the inters comes around. I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be just peaking. Yep. And then I'll jump into the trotters. I think 
Uh, I think Big Jack Hammer at 17s is overs because I think he can easily make the, the final. And if he draws good, um, yeah. he can he can really capitalise on that. Yep. And I think Majestic Man at 11s is overs. Right. I think he's been... He's he's run some really good races up there last season at, at Auckland, so he goes that way. And I think he's for whatever reason I don't know I don't know enough about the horse, but he's been racing off big handicaps recently. And I think just I think, you know, there's a couple above him that, you know, sort of have little question marks and I think just um yeah, I think I think he's a really good horse and I think he could be peaking by the time the inters comes around as well. All right, well that's good. Uh, Brett, probably a good couple of bets for people to follow with little risk and a good price. Um, my overs, Henry Hubert. Ooh, you $41. Like I do like this horse. He let me down last start. He was pretty shit house, but he did what couldn't find a spot early on and had to do a bit of work. Yep. Prior to that, he was runner up behind Spankham. I think start before that, he was, um, came second to turn it up in the four year old Jules. Yep. He's a good horse with high speed. He's just turned five. Um, a lot to like about him, a bit like you said about um, Big Jack Hammer. Need probably he's not the horse that can go and sit outside him and and, and win. But mind you, not many will no. win in inches. In fact, I don't think you will this year. We'll see that side that type of horse winning into Dominion because we don't have that. Self assured, possibly the only one who could elevate himself to that point because I think we've seen enough of all the other horses to know they don't. They're not capable of doing that. Yep. Um, so they're all all need some favours. Henry Hubert will need favours, but if he gets them at forty one dollars, I reckon he's he's uh, overs. Beautiful. All right, I reckon time for a break, and then we're back with another segment. Welcome back to one forty seven seven, the podcast that always knocks on and enters through the front door like normal people. <laughs> uh, very good, Brett. Just uh, reflecting on. The great man, the Donald's um, victory speech after killing who, Brett? Abu. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> they apparently Goodness shot lots man. of bullets. Um, Brett, let's uh, bring this baby home. Yep. Um, and also, just before we move on from that, that last, uh, the sports bit segment we discussed. Yes. Super, like, super supportive. Those guys have been really generous, and they're going to be putting on specials for every week of the podcast. Yep. Uh, and, of course, the opportunity to raise some money for charity through that as well. So Absolutely. get around sports bet. Um, I know that um, they moved on from the big cat, much the same as... Uh, um, what's yeah, what's yeah, the owner? No, no, oh. I'm thinking about Bray. Um, oh. <laughs> Bray, that guy, moving on from Linda Meach. Yep. Um, but, you know... Sometimes it's just their owner's prerogative to to move on who they want to. Now, speaking about bet, Shannon. Yes. Are we going to have a bet? Yeah, uh, if you want to. Yeah. How do you want to make this bet this week or for the Inters or what do you want to do? No, no, no. It has to be for the Inters, Shannon, as a whole. All right. So, obviously, I work for Alabar. Alabar part owners of, the, of Chase Auckland through yes. their syndicate. Yes. Who you've hated since day one. I haven't hated him at all. I have not hated him. He, you've absolutely. I haven't hated, hated him. That is not true. He was a good three-year-old. Who and you? You still voted for King of Swing in the Harness Racing New Zealand Awards as three-year-old of the year. I didn't get a vote in the Harness <laughs> Racing New Zealand Awards. What are you talking you about? You did. You would have. Um, versus your horse, Triple Eight. Uh, so how much start do I have to give you? You don't get a. <laughs> you don't get a start. It's. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what do you want to do? I'm not sure. I think we should throw it open to the listeners. 
see if we can get a creative bet uh, happening. Uh, and the bet will be who finishes. Uh, well, yeah, who finishes first in the in the uh, Inters final? Yeah. And if you don't make it, well, you lose. Humble pie, yeah. So I reckon we should throw it out, listeners. See if we can get some creative uh, ideas. Okay, yeah. what's at stake? Yes, and we yeah. reserve the the right to not use any of them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. So I I I'm thinking that Triple Eight will beat Chase Auckland, and you think Chase Auckland will beat Triple Eight? Hey? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I cool. do. All right. There's your overs for next week. The, <laughs> the um, son of Brett, new segment. Uh, take it away. Let's let's in, be, let be introduced by the, the theme tune. Pretty soft smoke with you, Shannon. It funky is town. Funky town, and I want to know where you've been because uh, it's somewhere that's funky, and I haven't been there before. And you recently went there on a little bit of a working, um, it was business, of course, and you went to Kentucky. Yes, yes. All right. Went there for the the uh, horse sale, Lexington Selected Yelling Sale, and the, and the races, obviously, to watch some horses and have a look at a few and and uh, and see the first crop of Mickey's get sold and, and catch up with people. So, a bit of histor- history went down at the sales, Brett. Yes, yes. First ever million dollar yearling, and there was two of them. Um, the full brother to Green Shoe, and the full brother to Propulsion. So both trotters, obviously, and. Uh, yeah, it was... Both uh, by Father Patrick? No, Green Shoes, obviously... Uh, I, I know you're just throwing this out to test the listeners, but... Green, Green Shoes are Father Patrick. He is, yeah, Propulsion's a muscle yeah, hill. Yeah. You know, I knew you were just trying to throw that out to trick the listeners. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. Really cool. It was an amazing atmosphere. Sort of... Um, I don't know, you, you would watch some thoroughbred sales and, and they, you know, they're very blasé about million-dollar yearlings now mm. and, and whatever, or even when you get a sales-topping yearling, they sort of... Well, that's not true, though. They still get excited when they get a million bucks knocked down at the gallops. Eh, not as much as though. Mm. This one was like a... It was almost... Um, I don't know, it had a bit of a, a rock concert vibe to it when it reached yeah. you and everyone just went crazy because yeah. there was always talk about it. And, mm. and then you spoke to some people and some people thought, you know, there's no chance because it's... It's stupid to spend a million dollars on a horse, but, yeah. um, and other people sort of thought it was possible, and and um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was just really cool, really really cool to see it. Um, and what sort of influence do the Europeans have on the sale results of the trotters over there? Pretty big, pretty big. Obviously, yeah, they um, they bought uh, the second one million dollar yearling. Um, yeah, no, big. Obviously, big. They they love it. Um, but you know, it's still, it's still largely the Americans and the Canadians that spend the money. But there's definitely the European influence there, and um, yeah, and um, so it's it is it is a big factor, especially the Swedish. The, you know, the Swedish are the ones generally that, that um, yeah that spend the money. Yeah, right. but um, it's a really cool sort of setup. You obviously got the races during the day, the sale at night. Bloody hot when I was there, so the nights are really, you know, just electric. And how does that go? Because that wouldn't work here, because everyone gets pissed at the races all day. <laughs> or is well, that why the sales are successful? Because everyone gets pissed at the races probably, during the day. Yeah, yeah. Do they booze on at the races like a lot of the uh, Australian folk do? Uh, not as much. Not as much. It's probably a bit more subdued. Yeah. No, it's a bit different, and obviously the trainers are all 
the trains are all working, so they, they're obviously not drinking. They've got to drive. They warm their own horses up over there, which is a bit different to here. Um, and, and yeah, no, there's not as much drinking at, at that that particular race meet anyway. So so how many days... Is there a race meeting every... Like every sale day? No, no. And they when are people of, inspecting the yearlings? Before. Before the races start. So oh, before the races start. But the they... Before, I don't know, but they get there a few days before. I don't think they're as long as, say, the gallops are here for, like a week before, but yeah. they're there definitely a few days before. But most... Most people, anyway, go and look at them at the farms. And I believe you bumped into the... Um, the Management of Australian Pacing Guild over there as well, Davy Boydell, Davy, yep, um, Dean Bearing, and uh, and uh, Trevor O'Reilly. Yeah, right. So you think they could be sort of bringing some of these those ideas out here to our Australian sales? Oh, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, the yeah the night sales really cool. I love night sales. Yeah, it's a bit hard to do here because we race during the night. But what time uh, is it dark over there? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Eight. Okay. Eight o'clock, maybe eight. And what time does the sales finish? Oh, uh, normally finish about eleven. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's something different. Yeah, uh, there'd be a risk that no one's in the auditorium at the end of the night, but yeah, I suppose uh, they do they things stay, to they lock st- the doors, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> don't go through the front door. <laughs> exactly, um, and um, yeah, and uh, it was very cool. I got to sit in the in the starters car for when Man- Manchego Manchego uh, set the world record um, for a mare one forty nine. Yeah, um, their car sort of doesn't follow the field; it's sort of on the side of the field, so you can sort of you ride up close to them. And it's yeah, because their tracks are so wide, you can do that. Yeah, I suppose I don't know. It's different different to how we do it, I suppose. Yeah. and uh, it's. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to see. Uh, obviously, I've never driven in a race. It's amazing to see just the power of the horses and the yeah. how close they are. And the yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it gives you. A new... Have you done that out here? Yeah, but you don't. Uh, yeah, I, I used to. I used to do it back in the day at Pinjarish, and I used to be the uh, control the arms at the Pinjarra trials. But um, you don't get that same. You don't get that same view. Like I've done that, and you see the horses behind it. But when yeah. you're actually behind beside them and relatively close to them yeah. and you just see the the drivers pull out and or pull back and I don't know it's, it was really cool something different did you do anything that wasn't horse related when you were over in Kentucky nah no, nothing sorry okay. it's pretty hard to escape horses over there though is that right well it's all you know it's, it's, it's one of the it's horse probably, breeding capital probably the of biggest, North America it's probably the biggest in the world around really there. Well, just all the, the, the thoroughbred farms mainly, but the yeah. standardbred as well and everything. Did you go and see a thoroughbred uh, farm at all? No, no. Okay. Working, Shannon. Working hard. Yeah, okay. Oh, very good. Did you bring me back anything? A catalogue? Oh, yeah. You usually bring me back something nicer than that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's cool, Brett. Thank you for telling us about your funky town. I better go somewhere funky now. Yeah, yeah. In the next week. Yeah. Oh, good. See so how we go. Mm. All right, Brett. Just uh, I think pretty much near finishing off, but we'll just have yes. a look at the Kaikoura Cup, which is coming up uh, on Monday. Monday. So, yeah. 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 So the Monday just gone the flying stakes. Oh, excuse me. Yep. Was a public holiday in New Zealand. Correct. Um, but this Monday isn't. I would guess. They can't just keep on having public holidays, can they? Or is Dan Andrews the Prime Minister? Um, and I've got to look at my phone because for some reason the, on the Harness Race New Zealand website the field isn't accessible, but it is on your phone. Um, 
So, let's have a look at this field here, Brett. And there are quite a few contenders here. And if we can line them up with their rankings as well, uh, there's quite a few horses that are ranked in the top 20 in this field. So, uh, obviously, our Uncle Sam, who came second in last year's Hunter Cup. Oh, Victor- Hunter Cup and Inter-Dominion? Definitely the Inters. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Hunter Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Hunter Cup. Because, uh, um, yeah, that's right. Because Chicago Bull got second in the Vic Cup. Carlos Pixel third. Um, here we go. So, yep. Hale Christian, where's he in the rankings, Brett? Probably... I don't know if he's in it, is he? Yeah, it looks like he's not even in it, in it at all. Well, that's <laughs> Another masterpiece who's actually one who isn't in the market of Mark Purden's. It's sort of, you know, very, yeah. very long and probably their most... Um, their biggest outsider, I suppose, is there are a few uh, all-stars runners. So another ma- another masterpiece, Cruz Bromac and Ashley Lokes are all in that race. Yep. Obviously, all headed towards the Inter-Dominion. Classy Brigade, Robert Dunn's good horse, also is in there. Yes. Um, he's he's probably a little bit yeah lower in the rankings than maybe you would have thought. He's he's, he's a really good horse. He's a very good Where horse. Where is he? 13? He's 13. Okay. 13. Um, well, that's right. It's I would have thought he'd be making the fi- the final Classic Brigade. Uh, oh no! I just think he's a really good horse. I think he's going really good for the Duns. Yeah, yeah, he is a good horse, and I like that the Duns have got a big team as well. To, you know, that he can come come up with as well. But yep, um, he's I, I, he may be a bit one dimensional. Yeah, uh, Brett. But having said that, that's so is Henry Hubert, and I've just made him my overs bet. But yep. um, anyway, yeah. So look, it's uh, who else is in there? Triple Eight, obviously. Triple Eight's obviously in there, and he's got a good barrier, and he does step well. Um, so fingers crossed um, house, he can get away well because I think on that um, Kaikura track it pays to be in the front part of the field. Uh, and obviously it's Alabar Kaikura Cup, so well done to Alabar for sponsoring. Always great supporters of the industry. So that's coming up on Monday. It's a, a lot of people a, will be on holidays. It is a beautiful race to watch. It's a good um, field, like good program as well. There's a couple of other good races on there. And I reckon that'll actually be a cracking race, Brett. I reckon that's a pretty even field yep. with a few winning chances. Yep. I would say, um, yeah, no, that'll be a good race to watch. So do yourself a favour on Monday, wherever you are uh, spending, whether it's at work or more likely if you're having that extra public holiday day before the Melbourne the, um, the uh, Trotters Cup as well is probably a, an even field as well. And there's a, f- yeah, there's a few of the, like, the main chances the Inter's not in there, but... So who are some of the who are the, some of the horses going around in the trotters? Uh, Habibti Inter will uh, will be one of the probably the main fancy I would imagine. Yeah. Val- Valoria is in it. Um, they're probably the two. Amaretta Sun's in it, which yeah, I don't know. Press the bells, an up and coming horse that's going well. So yep, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good program that one. All right, you're not going across. Um, there was some talk about it. It depends on the result of Saturday. Oh, so if you win the derby, more or less chance of going across? More. More, okay, okay. Oh, there's something to to look forward to as well. You'll still be recovering by Monday if you win the derby. I can't. I've got bloody too much work to do back here. Tough life, Shannon. Yeah, it is. But, you know, no one said it was easy, Brett, did they? (laughs) All right, thank you fans for listening in to our number one uh, edition of Interdom Advent. Uh, 2019. Good to have your company and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Beautiful. Thanks, listeners. No, I don't think.
think you should wear a short sleeve shirt with a tie. Oh, but Sipowitz does it. If Detective Sipowitz jumped off a cliff, would you do that too? Oh, wish I was Sipowitz. You got a dragon on.